Welcome to our Think Kingdom podcast. We are continuing our series, The Kingdom is Like. The kingdom is like a net, so let's see how the net works as we network. Let's go ahead and jump in and see what God's word has for us from our lead pastor, Antoine Lassiter. i tell you what, let's get right into the word. The, uh, the last few weeks, the kingdom is like... Um, when you look at uh, chapter 13, this is Matthew chapter 13, um, the, Jesus is painting a picture, and I believe it's relevant today, um, that there's a growing hostility towards the people of God. And although um, when he uh, illustrates uh, what the kingdom is like, um, the kingdom simply put is the rule of God. It's God's rule. So when Jesus in uh, Matthew um, speaks of uh, uh, the Lord's prayer and he prays, our father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thou will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Um, and that's the prayer that Jesus prayed that we want God's rule to go without resistance in the earth. And it has to start in our own hearts first. How are we supposed to uh, push back darkness and there's still darkness in our own hearts? And so the, dark, the, the kingdom, the light of the kingdom has to expand in our own hearts first in order for us to push the kingdom back. So remember, God's kingdom is his rule over everything, not mine, not your favorite preacher, even if this could be one and the same. See what I did there? Um, it's, it's, it's not a denomination. Um, it's not your political party. Let me just drink this. That was for dramatic pause. Um, it's God's rule. So we want his kingdom to come on earth as it is in heaven. And the beauty of the parables, it tells us how the kingdom begins, how it grows, what pushes against it. And it describes also how valuable the kingdom is. Um, it also um, is about uh, who can understand the word and those who hear the word but fail to hold on to it. Um, from the weed and the weeds, we learn that evil may continue, but it cannot stop the advancing of the kingdom of God. Very important that uh, you know, um, when it was growing up, not so much now, uh, unless you're uh, north of 40, uh, the world's going to hell um, in a handbasket, something like that, right? Um, yeah. Uh, and, and the issue is, uh, yeah, that, may, that sentiment may be true, but don't you fool yourself. God's kingdom is still advancing. And, 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 and that is the one thing that we have to keep in the forefront of our own lives, because sometimes, myself included, man, I can't take nothing else. It's getting really bad. But the kingdom is still advancing. Um, here's a sidebar, and it may come to a shock for some of us, but the devil is not equal to God. Don't you fool yourself. They are not on the same playing field. Uh, let me say that again. The devil is not equal to God. Now, it's true that the devil is real. It's true that the devil is powerful. 
but the devil is also defeated. And the whole church should say amen. I'm going to need for y'all to talk back. I've been up a long, long, long time. I'm going to need for y'all to help me. Guess I apologize, but I'm talking to my church. I'm going to need for y'all to talk back to the man of God right now. All right. So no matter how bad it gets, the devil can never stop God's plans. And you can't either. He called you. He calls you knowing that your skeptic self, the, your unqualified self, and he still calls you. He calls you to have that big dream that you don't know how it's going to come to pass. And he still calls you because it ain't about you. Yeah, I'm preaching better than y'all saying amen. <laughs> Jesus is Lord. In my Kanye voice, Jesus is Lord. Please establish that. Facing some stuff, absolutely. Got struggles, you know it, but Jesus is Lord. And the kingdom is um, revealed. And here's where I, I can't shout. I wasn't gifted to shout. No one has ever taught me to shout, but this is how, this is what I'm going to shout right now, that God has gifted us to be able to see his kingdom. Man, I don't understand if y'all, I don't know if y'all truly understand what that means, that if the gospel is hidden, it's hidden to those who are lost, but it's not hidden to us. We got good news. And that is the hope that Jesus carries. So no matter how hard it gets, Debbie, I got hope. Because my hope is not in a program. My hope is not in a pastor. My hope is not in my last name. My hope is not in my color. The hope is not in my education. My hope is not in one in my bank account. My hope is in Jesus. My hope is not in doctors. My hope is secured in Jesus. Here's what I've learned as followers of Jesus. Another sidebar that you cannot truly follow Jesus and not choose a side. You can't follow Jesus and remain on the sidelines. You can't follow Jesus and be in the middle ground. Matthew chapter 13, uh, verse number 47. This is a series of Jesus uh, messages. Um, the kingdom is like, and uh, we're about to um, dive of. Uh, Head first into the swimming pool of truth. I just made that up. It was poetic. It's very poetic. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a large net thrown into the sea. It collected every kind of fish. And when it was full, they dragged it ashore, sat down, and gathered the good fish into containers, but threw out the worthless ones. So it will be at the end of the age. The angels will go out, separate uh, the evil people from the righteous, and throw them into a blazing furnace when there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. And that's where you, how you want to start your message. 
This is preaching one-on-one. <laughs> um, here's the reality in, 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 in these scriptures. Uh, Pastor Ramon spoke about the wheat and the weeds and how they grow together. And um, oftentimes, uh, we spend our time trying to separate the weeds from the wheat as if we know the difference. And this is a reminder to us that uh, the kingdom of heaven is like a large net thrown into the sea. Uh, the net is a tool to catch fish. And the net's job is to be indiscriminate. The net, uh, it's called a drag net, and it has weights at the, um, uh, at the uh, end of the nets. And what you do is you, 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 I'm not a fisherman, but I assume I, I researched it. So what you do is you, you throw this big net and the, net, and the net can fall to the bottom of the sea, right? And then in that net, all types of fish are gathered. Now, here's the thing. The net is just there to catch fish. The net does not determine what fish is good or bad. The net's job is to simply to catch the fish. Now, the sea contains every type of fish, and the sea this is so revelatory. You got to write this down. The sea is where the fish is. Yeah. There is not a large aquarium. There's not an aquarium big enough to contain every fish that's in the sea. The sea is, contains both good fish and bad fish. And like the sea, let me jump ahead, the sea is like the world. There's all types of people in the world. Now, the net can be the church. And we are not, newsflash, the only church in Kannapolis, North Carolina. There's many different types of churches. Some of those churches uh, play this types of music. Some, some of these churches have these sort of people coming. There's many, many churches. And those many churches are in the sea of the world trying to collect fish. Now, here's the, if you've been in church for longer than six months, oftentimes in the church, we try to determine who's the good fish and who's the bad fish. We try to determine what fish is going to make it and what fish ain't. But that ain't what the scripture says. Our job is not to determine who's a good fish or who's a bad fish, who sings this doctrine, who loves this. Our job is to catch fish. And the church has moved away from simply catching fish. Because now we want to look at this church that, that scribes to this thing, and we look at them and we judge them, and ain't nobody right but this church. But when you read Scripture, it's the angels that's going to separate and not us. How many times the good fish are really diseased? And diseased fish are really good. But who gives you the authority to determine who's good and who's bad? And this is what, G see, Jesus was just finished calling the religious folks abroad of vipers. Now that will make you have a lot of friends. He just started insulting the religious people because the religious people act as if they were gatekeepers. Nobody here or nobody in this neck of the woods. But oftentimes, you know, you know when you get the revelation, 
and God has revealed a certain thing to you. And now you used to, I, I call it in the matrix, you used to be in the matrix and now you don't believe that anymore and you turn your nose to the people who still do. Yeah. You, now you read scripture and now all of a sudden, that's not what that means. And now you're judging everybody from the revelation that you have, but you forget that you were in the matrix once. That's not my message, but I guess I throw that out there anyway. Now the catch. The catch is all types of fish, um, but the caught, um, that there's caught fish. And so here's what's so crazy about all of this. He determines when the net is full. So he determines when the net is full. Now this is a hard one because this is also about righteousness and judgment, wicked and judgment. And I know, I know, new, the new church, we don't like talking about sin. We want to talk about love. The problem is, you love to sin, but that's not my message. That's not my message. This is a warning. We understand how valuable the kingdom is. We understand how it grows. We understand the resistance that the kingdom may face. But sweetheart, there's always consequences for rejecting the kingdom. Oh, this is a hard message because I, 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 really, I really just want to talk about how good God is. But you can't talk about how good God is and the, and the love demonstrated from Jesus and not talk about God's wrath. Just because evil seems to be spreading doesn't mean the kingdom isn't advancing. God allows evil and sin to continue in the world for now. But judgment is coming. And God will judge all evil and sin, and those outside of God's kingdom will be punished for their sins. As my grandmother would say, holiness is still right. Oh, I miss my grandmother. Yes, sin has consequences. And although punishment for sin can appear to be delayed, doesn't mean it's denied. And Christ died to free us from sin, not enable us to sin. Uh, I want you to write this down, so I want you to study this week to search these things to see if they're true. Romans chapter 6, verse 1 through 2. Um, this is a scripture that speaks to um, God's freeing us from sin. So this is hard because uh, it reminds us all that God is just and we will be held accountable for our sin. For the unbeliever, sin is what separates um, them from Jesus. Now, I want you to understand Matthew chapter 4, when the disciples, uh, when Jesus ran into disciples, he says, come follow me, um, and I'll make you fishers of men. I'll make you witnesses. We are called to evangelize, to go out and tell others about the good news. But Matthew chapter 13 um, we, helps us to understand that, when, that the caught will be judged and that's left up to the angels. Uh, this net that Jesus refers to catches all types of fish, the good and the bad, and the angels are doing the sorting. Uh, Pastor Ramon shared in the wheat, of wheat, in the wheat and weeds uh, that we are not called to determine who gets in. The wheat and the weeds grow together. And God never calls us to sort the fish. Um, he calls us to catch, share the word, 
trying to determine what fish is good isn't what we are called to do. So the question is, who separates, I need feedback, who separates the evil people from the righteous? The angels, God, yes. So we have this marriage between uh, the two, the harvest um, or, or the end of the age, um, the kingdom and judgment. In God's time, he will deal with the bad fish. So let's do our job by staying out of God's business. You know, when, um, when, uh, if you look at your life as chapters, um, and then, you know, everybody has that chapter where uh, it, should be, it should not be named. Um, and if someone who was following you um, and me, us, um, stumbled or stumbled through that particular chapter, they would have written you off. So why are we looking at the chapters of people's lives and writing them off? Keep reading. Uh, because um, when we try to focus on who's getting in as opposed to who's hearing, that negates what we're called to do. I'm not responsible to getting people in. Uh, being in or getting people in carries the notion that we determines and we are the gatekeepers. But we are called just to share the good news. We do preach grace and truth. And we understand that the love of God um, is demonstrated through Christ. But we also recognize that the wrath of God uh, will be demonstrated during judgment. And the religious always seek uh, appearances of purity. It's behavioral modification that oftentimes goes, um, uh, goes up before holiness. Uh, if you look the part, act the part, say the part. It's like uh, I have a friend, nobody's here, that you don't know them, I promise you, um, but you might. Um, when we ask them, and, and, and if you use this term, please, I'm just, I'm just, just, yeah. Um, so I said, hey, how you doing? Blessing highly favored. I was like, man, you know, I'm struggling this week. Um, yeah, just, I need for you to pray for me. I sure, let's pray right now. We pray. We pray. And then two weeks ago, how are you doing? Blessing highly favored. Running for Jesus, not looking back. Like, wow, how do I get there? Because life is full of this. And I don't always feel like Superman. Sometimes I feel like Superman's cousin twice removed on his daddy's side. <laughs> but the reality of it is I can give an appearance of religiosity. I can give an appearance of purity. And our public persona must match our private devotion. But it's easy to fool. And that's why I believe that when Jesus is breaking down this, this text for us, it's easy to fool man. Because you know what man does? We look on the outward appearance. And God looks at the heart. And so right now, the church um, is following the Lord's example in casting the net as widely as possible. 
inviting anyone who will listen into the kingdom. Now is not the time to decide who was in and who was out. Now is the time to issue the invites. Now, I know what you're saying. Will some people claim to follow Jesus when they don't? Of course, because the kingdom is going to draw the insincere and those with evil intent. But even those who, even those people have time to repent and to choose to follow Jesus from a sincere heart. When all is said and done, the Lord will make the final judgments. God and his angels sort it out. Matthew chapter 25, verse number 31. When the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, he will sit on his throne in heavenly glory. All the nations will be gathered before him and he will separate the people one from another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. This parable. Parables are meant to conceal the truth from those whose hearts are hardened towards God, and they are meant to reveal spiritual truth to those whose hearts are open towards God. The angels will go out and separate the evil people from the righteous. The evil or the wicked will be separated from the righteous. He didn't say white from black. He didn't say male from female. The haves from the have-nots but the evil from the righteous. He didn't say conservative from the liberal. He didn't say the woke from, I guess, the opposite of woke is sleep. Okay, whatever floats your boat. He didn't say that. He says he's going to separate the evil from the righteous. These so-called bad fish can be likened to another parable that Jesus makes about the rocky soil and the thorny soil and to the tares. They claim to have a relationship with Jesus, saying, Lord, Lord, Matthew chapter 7. And Jesus' reply will be, I never knew you. Man, that, I'm just, let me pause right here. Man, that's some scary stuff. You mean to tell me? We did this in your name. You mean I built think king, we, we, we built think kingdom in your name. We saw people get baptized. We fed, we fed hundreds of thousands of people in your name. And, and Lord, Lord, you know us. I never knew you. Oof. Mm. Man. Ouch. Then when you read Romans chapter 3. The angels are going to separate the evil from the righteous. And so sometimes our humanity, um, and and some translations says the wicked from the righteous. Now, some of us, you know, this natural progression is, man, I mean, I ain't the best. I don't think I'm wicked. Wicked. But then the flip side of it is, I mean, I ain't the best, so I ain't righteous either. So we got this humanity that plays, I'm not the baddest person in the world. I'm not the best either. So we got humanity. And then Romans chapter 3 is like, and it just really hits you in the belly. No one is righteous. No, not one. 
And so we're in a dilemma. We become so comfortable with sin that we no longer uh, understand how God detests it. And, and, and the people that don't think that sin is bad also don't recognize that they need saving. You see the dilemma? That, that we are living in a world where everything is embraced, so why do I need a savior? And so for those of us who have the, the, the veil, the, 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 the scale has been removed from our eyes, we understand the dilemma. Hmm. That everyone has sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. What does that mean for me? If all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, then none of us stand a chance. And in that realization, one thing with a heart that's, you know, that's, that's, that's drawn to God is what can we do? Glad you asked. What makes us righteous? You just read, Pastor, in Romans chapter 3, that none are righteous. No, not one. Then you said, you're scaring me, if you're watching and you're here, you're scaring me because you're saying that the angels are going to sort the bad fish from the good fish and that the angels are going to separate ultimately the evil from the righteous. Now, you just told me, Pastor, that I'm not righteous. So I must fall on the wicked. And that's where all of us fall. But I'm glad the story don't end right there. Man, do you have 2 Corinthians 5 and 21? I want them to see this. 2 Corinthians. He made the one who did not know sin to be sin for us, so that in him, we might become the righteousness of God. Oh, my God. OMG. You see the dilemma? Jesus saves us because we're not righteous. Yep, we're not. But he is. So he that never sinned became sin for us so that we can become the sons and daughters of God. Man, that's good news. Oh, that's good news. That's good news that those who receive Jesus and the forgiveness of our sins through him can be called the righteousness of God. So when Jesus told his disciples, follow me, come follow me, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you the ability to do what I do. But sin has corrupted your nature, so you're going to have to borrow mine. Man, I know, I know if I was talking about finances and this is going to be your week to be blessed, you may shout, but eternity hangs in the balance. Man, if... Mm, the disciples, when they dropped their nets and followed Jesus, they never forgot how to fish. But now they're fishing with purpose. 
Listen, I don't care what God has given you to do. When he reveals his nature to you, now whatever you're doing, now you're doing it with purpose. My purpose is to glorify the one who sent me. Man, the Holy Spirit lives in you to advance God's kingdom. And that's why Jesus says the kingdom is like. Because the kingdom is in us. Our children are missionaries for God. Paul never forgot his trade, Debbie. He was a tent maker. And so he, so he, he still... On mission, it's Matthew chapter 28, verse 19. As you are going, you don't have to quit your job to fulfill your purpose. Now that I know my purpose, oh, Father, thank you. You and I have purpose. See, we shouldn't be driven by what we drive. We should be driven by who we are. And who we are in Christ. This, that's why Paul said this, Marcus, this temporary affliction pales in comparison. Listen, hard week? Absolutely. But this temporary, this moment, it's not based on eternity. Man, it is our job to be about our Father's business. It's our job to understand what the kingdom is like. To next, tomorrow, Monday, Monday, man, it's, it's religious. I don't know how else to say it, but walk in your kingdom purpose. Walk in the mission that God has given you. Well, pastor, I don't know what my mission is. My mission is to glorify God. My mission is to make his name great. But you can't make a name great that you don't know yourself. We must learn from him and sit at his table. Dion, you, dude, you producing records for all these folks, man. You, 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 are, you, are, you are talented. Don't ever forget your purpose. That there will be doors of opportunities for you to glorify the world or to glorify God. Don't forget your purpose. Because our job is to be overwhelmed by lostness, by first being impacted and influenced by Jesus' love. To be overwhelmed by lostness because we're first impacted and influenced by Jesus' love. The mere fact that we become burdened for others, the mere fact that there are lost people and we don't judge them, why would we? we? We just, Jesus removed from them. It's not even our own doing. Second point is we need to realize that the gospel came to us because it was moving in someone else. You and I heard the gospel because the gospel was being preached. And how dare we hold the gospel from ears that never heard the gospel. But pastor, I hear and I know it to be true. We have so many people that heard the gospel but are hurt by his church. And it's all around us. What do we do? What do we do when we can't get them to come to the four walls of the church? The institutional church. 
Well, why are you in their life? Let me get this straight. They won't come here, and you spend all your energy trying to get them here, but you walking alongside them. Listen, if you know your purpose, if, that's a big if, if is the biggest word in the English dictionary. If you know your purpose, Jesus sent you to them. It's not, here's a news flash, and uh, I'm not that good. I don't know everything. I know some of you are shocked. I don't have the answers for everyone. Maybe God has placed you in their life to walk alongside them so that they can hear the gospel. They can have a friend and you minister to them. If every person in Mecklenburg and Cabarrus County just started going to every church in Cabarrus and Mecklenburg County, there will not be enough seats. We have to be on mission, which brings me to my third point. Our job is to proclaim the gospel and make disciples as we go. We've got police chaplains here. Police officers may never come to this. We got folks that are just uh, cinematographers, uh, singers, uh, music producers. Um, we got so many different people with so many different talents. And the first thing we try to do, man, I need for you to meet my pastor. What? They need to meet your Jesus. They need to know what God is doing in your life. And you don't have to put on a show for them. The currency is authenticity, not some religious performance. I've noticed, Tiffany, that we've mastered being friendly, but keep dropping being friends. Jesus. Jesus was just, is our, I'm finished. Jesus is our example. And Jesus was friendly towards sinners. I'm, I told you I was finished. You don't have to, you don't have to play me down. Um, it's like the Oscars, right? You just get warmed up and they start playing the music. Jesus was a friendly of, friend, um, of friends of sinners. And it got to a point that he hung out with them. Remember, Jesus knows his purpose. So he hangs out with them. He knows who he is. And they start calling him like a glutton, a drunkard, because they associated who he was hanging around with, with who he was. But Jesus knew who he was. Matthew chapter 3, uh, Jesus hasn't done anything yet. And here's what's blah, just, I'm just stuck on this. Matthew chapter 3, read it in your time. Jesus is about to go get baptized. And a voice comes from heaven. It says, this is my beloved son who I'm well pleased. Because Jesus' identity wasn't based on performance. Jesus' identity was secured in knowing who he is. And I believe 
that all the trials and tribulations, all the challenges and all those things is an assault against our identity. Go back to Genesis chapter 3. Did God say? So we question what God said. And so when we read Matthew chapter 13, the word of God is sown. And sometimes life, the, the, the fruit of it, pops up. And in life, weeds choke what God said. So oftentimes we hear the word of God, but we don't hold on to it. We are strengthened by the word of God. Cultivated in a community of believers that can always point us back to God. Where's the safety in numbers? And so as we hear Matthew chapter 13, and then there's a, the, the pearl of great price, and then there's the kingdom of, of, of heaven is like a storehouse of truth. He talks about the wheat and the, and the weeds. He talks about uh, the, the scattering of his seeds, which is the word of God. The word of God is finding its way into your heart. But what are you tilling the grounds of your heart with? This is another Sunday. And yo, it's like eight Sundays left in this year. And, and this is what we're going to do. We're going to declare and decree for January 2022. And we're going to make resolutions and promises of 2022, which isn't promised. But today, right now, is. Let's take advantage of today. Last week, Pastor Warren G., regulator, um, he came and he asked, who are you discipling? Now, some of you talked to me, it was like, hey, I, no, one, no one came to mind. That's cool. Who are you praying for to disciple? Got to start somewhere. This church is about making disciples. Not making disciples of Jesus Christ that make disciples that make disciples. That's the mandate of this church. And if you're part of it, that's your mandate. So when I see be strong, be fearless, when I see Tiffany walking in her gift, making disciples. When I hear you talking about discipling your children, making disciples. That is the goal. To push back the darkness in our own hearts. So we can push back darkness in our community. And God has equipped us to do that. So my challenge for you this week is to keep building on what you already know. We, we keep searching for the new best thing, the next thing, the new revelation, the new song that inspires us. I hope that what's in you is being stirred up to partner with Holy Spirit to do what God called you to do. This local body can put fuel on your fire. Another great message from Pastor Antoine in The Kingdom is Like. 
Let's realize that the gospel came to us because it was moving in someone else. Now, if you're blessed by anything you hear on this podcast, and if you ever feel led to give, feel free to text the word GIVE to 704-741-3705. And if you are anywhere near Charlotte, North Carolina, or the surrounding areas, come on by and visit us here at 465 South Cannon Boulevard. We're in Kannapolis, North Carolina, or you can join us online every Sunday, 1033 a.m. on Facebook and YouTube. And while you're there, go ahead and subscribe to us on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram. All of that's under Think Kingdom. And as always, you can go back hear this message the entire the kingdom is like series and so much more right here exclusively on our thinking podcast <laughs>